Welcome to a conversation with John Philpin. Each week, John cuts through the noise and fills your ears with interviews, stories, and most importantly, clarity. Clarity in our ever-changing and shifting world to put people first. Over to you, John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you are on this planet of ours. Over on a different part of the internet, a friend of mine and I host a quasi-podcast, which we call a ConvoCast. It's an idea that we borrowed from Dave Weiner, he who developed the RSS standard, that makes it possible for me to publish this podcast and you to access it and listen to it at your leisure. Dave's podcast is with my friend Doc Searles, who amongst many claims to fame was the co-author of a book called The Clue Train Manifesto. It's a great read. A ConvoCast is just an asynchronous conversation. One episode I will talk, and on the next my friend talks, and so on. Each episode, we ponder the infinite, well, for at least as much as the five minutes allows. We also answer a question raised in the previous episode, and then ask one ourselves, answering our own question at the same time. Not hard, really. Until this time. Andy, my friend, has probably by now given up on me, since it has been rather a long while since he posed his question. But here I am because it is a real question that I've been pondering in the context of people first. Andy's question, should people learn to code? It it really is a very people-firsty question, and I wanted to give it proper consideration. I then wanted to answer it here on People First, first, (laughs) and then I will also make it about 95% of my ConvoCast reply. Due consideration has been given. Here we are recording, and my answer to what whether people should learn to code is yes, uh, no. Well, maybe. Well, why not? Yes, yes. Oh, I'm not so sure. I really could go on forever. And my hesitancy lies first in my feeling that there is an unasked sub-question, and second, it really does depend on the individual. Let me explain. Someone was once asked how to become a writer. The reply was immediate. Start writing. I couldn't find any attribution for that line. Hemingway sits in my head, but I did find something similar from Neil Gaiman. He said, this is how you write. You sit down at the keyboard and you put one word after another until it is done. I think the same thing can be applied to pro-coding. If you want to code, start coding. But, but... In both cases, there is an unasked question. I think the real question being asked is, can I, how do I, should I make a living out of coding? And that is a very, very different question. Now, before I get to it, I want to also quickly apply the people-first language pillar to the word coding. I'm old enough to remember when people used to learn to program. That then morphed into being a developer. Maybe you know software engineers. When did coding become a career? When did it become a term so acceptable that a septuagenarian presidential hopeful lets the world roll off his tongue as he talks about jobs of the future? But let's put that aside, except to say that I think it became the dominant term because it sounds edgy, sexy even, 
To be a coder sounds like you are living on the edge like a hacker. Who wouldn't want to be a coder? So much more interesting than that rules-driven, orderly, bureaucratic programming job. I am not a machine. I am human. I don't program. I code. But really, in all honesty, it doesn't matter what name you use. The fact is the job, and I mean doing the job, really is hard, meticulous, procedural, rigorous. Don't get into this world if you're looking for an easy ride or to make that quick buck. You'll be sorely disappointed. And make no mistake, to code is also to write poetry. Reconcile that. Wanted, a logical, methodical, organized, procedure-driven individual that is required to think and write freely, brilliantly, beautifully even, out of the box, in such a way that problems are solved. So back to the question, should you learn to code? I don't know. Can you deliver against that job description? But what if it is not about a full-time job? What if it's just for fun, a side hustle? I'm going to build an app for the App Store. Absolutely, why not? What do you have to lose? But make no mistake, don't think you are going to learn a language and build a killer app. Seriously, you aren't. A more basic question, if you want to learn to code, why aren't you? What are you doing already? Now, to approach it from a position of, I want to learn to code to get a job to make a good living, absolutely, go for it. I mean, if that presidential hopeful, by the way, his name was Joe Biden, can announce that coal miners should learn to code, then why shouldn't you? It's a new industry, needing lots of people and skills. He's absolutely right. But that statement hides a lot of truth. First, well, there's that job description bit. See above, as they say. And second, there's the automation bit. More of that later. But otherwise, it is easy to get into compared to, say, law or accounting. If you want a job in accounting, the chances are that you went through college, passed with the first degree, then went on and studied accounting. After that, maybe you were apprenticed, for the want of a better word, into a large corporation where you learned your trade and became a member of an institute of chartered or certified accountants in your country of residence. If you are an engineer, a lawyer, a doctor, a surgeon, a similar path to the top of your profession was likely taken. There is not an equivalent for programming. I've got news for you. Anyone can and is coding. With varying degrees of success, I'll grant, because coding is not as easy as it looks. But if you are good, nothing can stop you. But I do think coding, along with disciplines like sales, marketing, and human resources, that look oh so simple from the outside, are massively misunderstood. I think this lack of understanding is one of the reasons entrepreneurs fail. They know they need to have an understanding of law and accounts. Those industries have made it clear that you need to for centuries. But how many businesses launch without a real marketing plan, no sales skills, and a complete lack of understanding of what it takes? We find small businesses are too often launched with passion and not much else. I worry what the world of the internet, computers, and programming is just as misunderstood. Caveat, I am not a programmer. In fact, I have friends deep in the computer industry who cannot understand how I've ever been granted permission to own a computer. But as we all know, it's relative. To others, I'm their go-to technical support. In some respects, people might look at me, see me whipping up a website, connecting the site to CRMs, email systems et al, and saying, oh, you can code. But to me, that simply reveals that 
One, they don't know what coding is, and or two, they don't understand what I'm doing. It's as if I am making magic. What is it that Arthur C. Clarke said? Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. My corollary of that is if you don't understand what I am doing, you might assume that I know what I am doing. My point is that I know what real programming is, and I know enough about myself to know that I am not that person and don't want to be that person. But, but, and, and here's the final answer to Andy's question. That does not stop me dabbling. And when I dabble, I dabble hard and I dabble deep. And that's how and why I've managed my career. I think I've said before, whatever people have called me in the various roles I have done over the years, the constant value delivered is translation. I listen to one party and explain to the other party what they're talking about, and vice versa. And to do that, you have to be able to hold your own in conversation with both parties. So yes, I have to understand the process of software development to do the work I do, but I'm not a software developer. I straddle the islands of information and discipline. So yes, you should learn to code if you want to learn to code for fun. I too have played and had enjoyment in that world. I remember back in the day when machines like the BBC computer and the Commodore came out. I, along with millions of others, got on board and started to play around. At university, I studied computing. I learned how to code using Algol 68. I know, what the hell is that? It was all good, all fun, but I am not a programmer. Which brings me to my final thoughts about this topic. Look at any large company, and in the C-suite, there are all kinds of CXOs. One for finance, one for marketing. Lately, there's been one for revenue. And, 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 of course, there is the CTO for technology, the CIO for information. And these two roles are the leaders that hold a strategy for technology in the corporation and information in the corporation. In a small company, you likely don't have a C-suite but there is still the need to think about all these disciplines. For example, picking a small business at random, say a small restaurant chain. The CTO in you needs to be thinking about the new developments in hardware and software that allows your servers to use devices to take orders and push those orders directly to the kitchen. In that same restaurant chain, the CIO in you should be looking at when that order comes in, how it impacts the inventory in the kitchen and maybe is sending alerts to the order processing software the kitchen uses to remind that we now just have 12 shops left in the fridge, and given that it takes two days for our butcher to deliver, and that we are selling five chops per night, we'd better process an order for more chops. And so it goes. Though sometimes you will hear, don't worry, this business has been operating without computers for 30 years. We don't need them now. To run a company, any company, you have to have an understanding of your legal exposures, the financial accounts, and the engineering around, say, your manufacturing process. As the company gets larger, you might have people in those roles looking after those areas for you. But that does not abdicate your responsibility of being able to read a balance sheet, a P&L, a legal contract. Because at the end of the day, you, you, are the one responsible. So when it comes to employing people, be they staff or contractors, to build your websites, your email programs, your order management systems, whatever it is, 
You better be sure that you understand what you are being told. The CTO and the CIO are not replacements for your personal understanding of how technology can benefit your business. So make sure that you understand it. That doesn't mean you need to learn to code, but having a sense of what that is and what it takes is surely a massive benefit. And this all ties back to Andy's original question. Should you learn to code? Yes, if you love it and have a passion for it. If you don't, but want to make a living out of it, sure, why not? But a better job will be doing something that you do have a passion for. And anyway, trust me, coding as a living for most people is on the endangered jobs list because code has been writing code for at least 10 years. But regardless of your passion for coding, everyone in business should understand how technology works. And coding is a pretty good, but not the only way of getting your head around that. Delegate. Do not abdicate. I think sometimes that is not the rule. When executives print out emails and respond with memos, there is a clue. When you see senators in US government clearly demonstrating that they have no clue how technology works, you can bet that they have peers inside industry. Don't let that be you, whether your company is large or small. You wouldn't think about running a business if you didn't have the fundamental understanding of something like law and accounting. Why would you assume that it's okay not to understand technology? Now, I'm not saying that you would have to do that work for yourself. You bring other people in, and they in turn will bring in their skills and professionalism and their background and their pedigree and their history and their previous experience with them. And all of that allows you to do your job better. But at the same time, you do need to understand what they're doing. You have to have an understanding of all aspects of your business to be able to make it the success you deserve and want it to be. Even with the CFO on board, you need to be able to read a balance sheet, understand a P&L, read a cash flow. So why would you try to delegate your technical needs with no understanding of technology? If you don't have any understanding of technology at all, firstly, shame on you. Secondly, why not? It is not a badge of honor to be ignorant about the single most important trend in business today. So to conclude and answer the question, should you learn to code? If you have a love and an interest, absolutely. If you don't have that love and interest, but have an aptitude and want a job, well worth considering. And if you want to be in business, no matter what role you are doing, definitely learn how technology works and learning how to code is a very very good way of coming to grips with that thank you very much we look forward to you joining us next time and if you found this interesting please do share the podcast all the links referenced today are in the show notes if you have any questions or comments please do not hesitate in connecting directly with john philpin Stay safe and stay well.